Welcome to the World Trade Webcast. I'm Greg Sandler, president of thinkglobal.com, the B2B network for global trade leads. This week on the World Trade Webcast, we're talking with Charles Dietrich, vice president of regional trade initiatives for the National Foreign Trade Council, about the policy implications of the midterm elections on the nation's international trade agenda. Chuck, welcome to the World Trade Webcast. Greg, thank you. It's great to be here. It's good to talk with you. Likewise, we're really happy to have you with us today. Chuck's responsible for determining and advocating policy positions, creating lobbying strategies, and managing trade policy issues. His work includes the management of business coalitions and support of bilateral free trade agreements, regional trade initiatives, trade adjustment assistance, and trade preference programs. He spent over 20 years at the nexus of business and government policy, working with domestic and foreign corporations and governments. Chuck, as we know, the Republicans now control both houses of Congress, while President Obama has two years left on his term. Let's start our conversation this week with your general assessment of the implications Republican control of both houses may have on the nation's trade policy agenda. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I don't know if it was a, if a how big of a surprise it was. Um, but I, I think it's going to be pretty much focusing on the tasks at hand. I don't see a big um, tectonic shift. I think that those that have been um, reelected, they may change, um, you know, change sides of the aisle or <clears throat> go to the head of the table. But um, especially in the committees that, that care about trade in both the House and Senate, um, we're going to have leaders that are um, have been at this a long time, know their stuff, have great staff, and you know, frankly, we're not ready for them yet. Um, most of the key issues related to um, the big negotiations aren't at Congress. They do have a job of of passing some some long-standing bills that have expired that um, U.S. companies need and care about, especially small business, such as the miscellaneous tariff bill or the, the GSP uh, duty suspensions, um, you know, things that aren't um, all that glamorous but make a big difference to the bottom line of whether or not companies can hire that extra employee or um, put on another truck. Well, I think that's a really good point. And so maybe there's an opportunity here uh, for some bipartisan cooperation on trade issues. That's what, that's what we're hoping. Um, you know, it, it used to be a very united Republican view of trade and the value of it, and and traditionally there was there was a bit of a um, a tension within the Democratic Party. There were um, many Democrats who saw the value of trade. Um, and there were, then there were some who were more trade skeptics, if you will. And there was that back and forth within the Democratic Party among um, those further on the left and those more in the center of the new Democrat coalition. And now what we're seeing, unfortunately, is with the, the rise of the Tea Party and some of the conservatives of, and the changing of the Republican Party in Congress, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can govern with one voice or whether they're going to have that dynamic um, within their own party when it comes to leading. Well, I think that's a very good point. And, and on the subject of the Tea Party, where we know there, there are a lot of very f fiscally conservative uh, members, 
you know, we've seen some increases actually in funding, particularly for the International Trade Administration, as well as some, some grant funding that went to the Small Business Administration to help small and medium-sized businesses involved in exporting. Is that fiscal conservatism likely to sort of close that pipeline of uh, resources that, that are helping small and medium-sized businesses? Well, you know, that's that's obviously the potential. And, and the answer to that question, I think, is how good a, of a job that the leadership does in in educating their the full spectrum of their membership um, and how good of a job we do and and companies back at the district level do in, in making sure their members realize that this isn't, you know, something theoretical, that this makes a makes a big difference. Um, even if you look with the before the election, the the problems that we had with the XM Bank. Um, XM Bank is um, is something that you know makes a difference in how much a small company can export, how much a smaller supplier can give, and 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 what kind of business they can do to the larger companies that use XM. And you know we're still out, not out of the woods in being able to preserve the U.S. ability to compete on trade financing that um, our, all of our major trade partners um, have at their disposal. Well, that's also a really good point, and I want to return to the subject of XM reauthorization later in the week. Uh, and also, tomorrow, I'd like to focus a little bit on the National Export Initiative, one of the, the premier uh, agenda issues of the Obama administration's first uh, term that's carried into the second term. But that's all our time for today. So please join us tomorrow as we continue our discussion with Chuck Dietrich on the implications of the midterm elections on the nation's trade policy agenda. For our latest schedule of upcoming webcasts, subscribe to us with any of the links below and bookmark this page. All of our previous webcasts can be found right here at thinkglobal.com webcast. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow.